You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Purple Daily is Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. I will ride with this group. Seriously, man. Please. And away we go. All right, Vikings Vent Line every Sunday on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and podcast feeds. Hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube for daily Vikings entertainment. This is Vikings Vent Line. We keep the show going even in the off season. You're probably familiar with the regular season version with Mackie, Judd, and myself where we welcome a bunch of Vikings fans on every single time right after the Vikings game to kind of talk about the game. And then I like to carry this one over during the off season. So uh, in just a sec here, I'll be joined by Nabil and Jared to uh, talk some expectations for the upcoming off season for the Vikings. So if this is a show... You've wanted to get on for a while. Hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. That's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I kind of stockpile a bunch of invites. So whether you've sent one before or if you're looking to send one for the first time, you can just send me one at vikingsventline at gmail.com. Shout out to Quick Trip 2 for sponsoring uh, stuff here at Purple Daily. We appreciate them. Get your day or get your weekend, whatever it is, started at Quick Trip. We appreciate them uh, for sponsoring Purple Daily. Yeah, we're in the offseason. We're, we're in the thick of it. Combine's coming up. The draft is about two months away. Stay tuned. We'll have some exciting news on that as well. So uh, we'll have an exciting little update for you on what we're going to be doing for the draft. We're excited to talk to you about that more. So stay tuned for that on our social channels and on this YouTube and podcast feed for more information. Uh, but let's do this here. Let's get our guys in. Let's get Nabil. Let's get Jared in. Uh, all right, Nabil told me both you guys went to high school together. You're high school buddies from Bemidji. Jared, is that correct? That's right. High school okay. sweethearts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Bemidji Lumberjacks, I guess. I'm about to say, it's a lumberjack love. I That's get right. It. I get it. Um, yep. I was telling, you guys have probably both listened. I went to St. Cloud State, so I mean, I was familiar with the Beavers, and I've spent a little bit of time up in Bemidji, so uh, excited for you guys to be on. Uh, let, let's go one by one here before we get into some topics. Uh, Nabil, how, when was the first time you became a Vikings fan? Oh, man. So, uh, being 38, uh, I was... Just introduced by my grandfather in, during the 1997 season. Okay. And uh, that led to uh, one of the most fun seasons I'd ever been to as a young fan. Yeah. And I uh, got to experience Randy Moss. And honestly, like my favorite, uh, my favorite moment was the Monday night game against Green Bay. And it was like, I feel like it was the first time we saw Randy Moss just show what he was going to be. And he just kind of blew up and took that secondary by storm. It was a blast. So. Jared, how about you, man? When did you become a suffering, torturing Vikings fan? Same time period, or what, what's your story? Yeah, it was the same thing. So 98 season was the first one that I really remember following. And my mine is the same thing as you, Beal. It was uh, that Monday night game. My parents, we had that one of those big wooden console TVs that sat on the oh, floor, yeah. you know, yep. from the 90s. They're like 600 um, pounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're yeah. a piece of furniture is what they are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I, I remember begging my parents to let me stay up cause we'd have been, I think we were fifth or sixth grade that at that point, I think when that 98 season was going, so begged them to stay up. And I remember, you know, laying on the floor, just watching that thing, being mesmerized by him. And yeah. And then the same thing, the, the, uh, the Gary Anderson 
uh, missed field goal. That was a uh, beg my parents to stay home from church and watch the game and sat there alone, you know, crying and having my first Vikings uh, disaster. So pretty brutal. Uh, Nabil yeah. told me too, Jared, that you guys, when you're together with your family, you have to be separated because it's like your own sports Vikings talk show. So, uh, so the fact yeah. you guys can do this here on Ventline, you have an excuse. You can just play That's this right. for your parents then going forward. That's right. The moment That's they start right. complaining, you guys are talking too much about Vikings or football. That's right. I love it. Uh, so let's get into this one here, guys. Let's start off with this first question. Um, I'm curious because it's been a little bit of a hot button issue. He's making the rounds on, on Radio Road during Super Bowl week. Um, and Nabil, I'll start with you. Do you think the Vikings are going to be able to extend Justin Jefferson? Will they end up having to trade him? Is this going to get a little um, complicated with obviously the future of their quarterback still up in the air just black and white though do you think the Vikings are going to be able to extend Justin Jefferson I mean I mean it depends if you really want to think of black and white I mean black and white yes I mean I would mm-hmm. say I I think that they you know obviously with the salary cap they have right now yes but it's uh it's that uh hostage negotiator Kirk Cousins that <laughs> can kind of get in the way of that. So, it, you know, and then it's all the stuff like I heard his interviews while he was, you know, during the Super Bowl week and um, you know, and then I I you know, just checking checking Google and stuff like that and you'd be able to see like all the stuff popping up with Kirk Cousins and you know, and uh, like Spotrack says he's like a 39 mil for his supposed to be for his average I heard you know obviously he had that 45 mil that you guys were talking about in the other show um honestly it feels like like if I'm just looking at this critically it feels like it's like a, a big issue within the front office like I just I don't know I don't know if the front office can sort out like whatever conflicts they have you know then I feel like you know that's that'll that'll sort that'll sort through whether it's worthwhile bringing back Kirk Cousins or running with your future. And I think that is Justin Jefferson. I think he's the guy. So I, I never heard of uh, someone coming using Kirk Cousins as a hostage negotiation. <laughs> I like that. I like it though. That, that it, it does feel like a, like a force weird hostage situation there every yeah. other year with his contract negotiations. Uh, Jared, how about you, man? Do, do you see the Vikings keeping him? Do you see them moving on from Justin Jefferson? Where do you kind of fall with Justin Jefferson's future with the Vikings? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that your guys is the the Thursday Thor Nystrom, um, you know, that episode, I thought it, it paints a pretty black and white picture, I think, of just where a team needs to go. I mean, you have some pretty clear paths to go. And uh, it just it doesn't make any sense to me at all um, how the money could possibly work to go Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson together. Um, so Beal and I were talking yesterday actually about this, you know, if uh, even if Jefferson's looking to wait to see what the quarterback's going to turn out to be here before he signs, you know, which is no big deal. He could sign in May or sign in June or whatever. You know, it gives plenty of time for them to make um, a decision of drafting a quarterback. You know, I just don't see how signing Kirk makes any sense. Um, I mean, they let the guys go that went, you know, last year, those big contracts. Um in terms of freeing things up and to continue to move forward to Nabil's point, it only goes down to um, this being a conflict. If there are people in that Vikings, you know, front office building and ownership that has some strange heartstrings that they have pulled on to some of this stuff that they just can't move forward with the logical next steps. Cause too many teams have shown, you know, the pathway forward and mm-hmm. the Vikings are at that precipice where even, you know, you guys talking today about trading Jefferson is not that scary. Um, if you're going to go a path of the Houston Texans, you know, so, um, so, I, so I think they want to sign Jefferson. Um, I just really hope that it's, you know, 
I, I would be on the Mackey side of, you know, people call me a Kirk hater as well. Um, so in terms of it's time to move forward. And so uh, they need to free that cap room up and make room. So I, I would love to see him sign Jefferson if, if he's willing to do it, but. It feels like they can only actually sign so many guys too, right? Between Kirk, Daniil, Justin Jefferson, Derisaw is going to need a big payday here by next year. Um, there's only so many extensions that you can hand out that are kind of those life-changing extensions. This isn't really, you know, extending someone that's a mid-tier guy. You're extending superstar players at superstar positions and prices. So they got to pick and choose which path they want to chase, which I guess transitions, you know, sec into this next question for you guys. And, you know, do you want to see them then draft the rookie quarterback right away, Nabil? Is that obviously is like that the dream scenario? You say goodbye to this hostage situation. Hopefully you survived it. <laughs> and then you're able to draft a rookie quarterback in April. Is that kind of your plan? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, it just, it, it all of it, just like if you put the Lego pieces together, it just makes sense. Like, I mean, I think there's only, I feel like really, truly, it's like, it's a, it's an impasse time. Like it's, it's make or break time. So, you know, again, do the Wilfs, do the Wilfs. Do they want, you know, do they want a quarterback or are they just attached to the hip to players that they love, you know? And I, I, I can, I can understand that. Like when you want a well-run organization, you care about your players, you care about the people that work for you. Um, and so I appreciate that, you know, and it's part of even the, some of the culture. And I know Kevin O'Connell's put in a good culture there. And so, you know, you want players to want to be there and all of that. Um but when you're playing, paying players such big money and stuff, there's just a sense of like, they are, they are an asset, you know, and I, I would, you know, I joke with Jared a lot. He's probably the Mackie to my Judd just because I would tend to bend more towards the negative in that regard. Like I just, you know, I want to see it pretty, pretty objectively in that way. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I was in a long chat because uh, I, I work out with some guys and they like to bust my chops about, you know, what are the Vikings going to do next? And so, Shout out AJ and Bud, but I think I think it's any good run organization, you know, they leadership needs to stay in their lane and uh, empower their uh, the people that they hire to do their job. And so, man, if I think you know, if you want KOC and Quasi to see really what they are able to do, like, are the is he a legitimate head coach? Is Quasi a legitimate GM? You know, I think you just got to hope and trust and put the hand put it into their hands and uh, see what they can do. So impasse feels like the right word too that you use there impasse with mm-hmm. basically all those guys. That's JJ. That's Kirk. That's Daniil. Um, We'll see if that's the case with Derisaw, but there's other guys that, right. You just, you sign them and you forget about it and you don't think, or you don't think twice about it mostly. And with these guys, they're at the point in their position with the state of their franchises, with their roster and with all the money that becomes a little bit of a difficult situation for them to figure out. Jared, how about you, man? Do you want them to draft a rookie quarterback? Is there any other rookie quarterback also maybe that you're eyeing that you want to see the Vikings draft by April? Yeah, I mean, uh, the, I think the impasse question or that that statement too kind of goes to the place of um, if you can sign Justin Jefferson and Daniil Hunter, you're just keeping good infrastructure right now for a new rookie to come in. You'll have Kirk dead money in this next year, but then you're off of it. Um when if you're if you're going to try to hold on to money and move forward and get a rookie later on, um, man, if you don't have good infrastructure, you know we've seen guys come into situations rookies that fail that should have been good and guys that you know weren't expected to be great who ended up flourishing because the infrastructure was great. So that's why for me it's I, I just really want to see them add Daniil, add Jefferson, solidify because this gives them time then to draft replacements in the coming years. 
but it gives stability for a new rookie to come in. A couple of guys that I'm excited about, um, you know, McCarthy is exciting, especially if he is climbing like Thor says, and he is worthy of that 11 pick. That makes things a little more simple. But um, uh, but going with the LSU guy, I think would be, you know, is the real exciting part. Um, and so, you know, Jaden Daniels. So, I, you know, he's the one that's the most exciting. But, um, you know, the idea of, of trading Justin Jefferson so that you can – grab that quarterback and grab something else in the first round. I mean, all those options are exciting, but um, I definitely think this is the year to get the quarterback and uh, move forward with a, a good infrastructure that you haven't had to lose yet. Cause Daniel's, you know, a couple years away from it not being worth it anymore. So. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard show podcast Monday through Friday, as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. It feels like, too, if you know you surround this rookie quarterback, and let's say they extend Jefferson, too, which I know is a big caveat, but you have two really good offensive tackles. You have a decent offensive line just in general. You have Justin Jefferson, you have Jordan Addison. You'll see what the Vikings want to do with their running game, which obviously needs a little bit of an upgrade from Alexander Madison. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, and look, C.J. Stroud stepped into Houston with not a lot of weapons to drive and drove that thing to the divisional round and looked really <laughs> damn good. So obviously you can see what a rookie quarterback when he's playing on a superstar level can do, but that's also you know probably one in every 10 guys that can do that. But the rookie quarterback, whoever the Vikings draft, is going to be stepping into a situation where he's not going to have to be asked to do the man with the little ingredients with it, right? So I think that's where, too, if if they want to make a decision, and that's an extension of Justin Jefferson maybe saying goodbye to Kirk, maybe that's even saying goodbye to Neil Hunter, I think they'll have enough weapons, at least offensively, too, to make his life easier. And if they got to fix the other needs on defense or in the draft, they can take that route as well. When you guys look, at the NFC North right now, because the Vikings obviously finished with the same amount of record as the Bears. <sighs> the Packers might have found another generational great quarterback. I don't. I, I, maybe we got to see a little bit more too to make sure we're really on that statement. The Lions nearly yeah. went to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, Nabil, do you feel that the Vikings are looking up these NFC North uh, uh, the standings, or are were there some overachievers last year? Where do you kind of put the Vikings in the state of all of a sudden a pretty crowded NFC North division? Yeah, no, I mean, I, this is, this is like the, the most tricky question of these to answer just because, you know, with Kirk Cousins being going injured, you know, like, you know, you only saw a bunch of backup quarterbacks running what was left over. And so, I mean, you know, I feel like Kevin O'Connell milked that for what he could. Uh, It's that one's just too tough to tell in terms of where they would have actually ended. You you know, could guess forever, but um, I don't know. I mean, if, if, if to your point, like you said, Declan, if you plug a guy in and it's like CJ Stroud and he just, he jumps right in, the system fits him, he's ready to rock, then, then I think you could easily be a contender again. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I feel like they're looking up right now. Um, uh, you know, especially now that the offensive coordinator for the Lions came back. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really big deal because if I'm really honest, I don't know that their head coach is really driving that ship as much as that offensive coordinator. Their offensive coordinator is like super good. Their offense is is high end. Their secondary is suspect, and it's like, yeah. I mean, I think I think you got the, the offensive coordinator running that one. So I think the Lions are probably still probably going to have a hot shot at being number one again. And then I think 
again, if a rookie quarterback can jump in good, otherwise I'd say we're, we're kind of right there fighting with the bears at the end of the division, I guess is my thought. Yeah. Well, we'll see what the bears wind up doing too. I mean, they could keep Justin Fields. They could move on from Justin Fields. They have a boatload of cap space again to spend, which is great for them. Um, and the Packers clearly are just going to be the Packers. They're going to, with if they have a great quarterback, they just, they've only had three and I'm 31 years old. They've only had three quarterbacks my entire life. Looks like they found their third one again. Um, they're always going to be really competitive, which is uh, puts the Vikings fans when you thought you were going to be poking and laughing at them, which looked like the right thing to do, like in November of last year. Yeah. Uh, no, that's no longer the case. They may have found another one. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Lions. Ben Johnson's a hell of a coordinator. That was really? bad news. That was bad news for the Vikings. You were hoping he was going to go get a new job and you could uh, say goodbye to him, maybe not milk so many points from that Lions offense. Uh, Jared, how about you, man? Do you think the Vikings are staring up where they're overachievers in the NFC North? Where do you kind of put the Vikings in this crowded division? Yeah, I agree with Beal. I think they are. Um, they're definitely not at the top. They're down towards the bottom half. But I think what's this is why, again, this year is so pivotal right now. No one has taken like even the Lions. You know, I don't think any of us come in feeling like they've ascended to something of of greatness to own this division. Um I mean, Dan Campbell made some goofy decisions in that in that championship game that makes you question his longevity. Um, Goff, you know, Goff is really good, but he's not on the front end of his career. So and, you know, and then the Packers, you know, Jordan Love very well may be the next big guy, but he hasn't made it yet. They got into the playoffs this year. So no one's really kind of hit their stride where you're feeling like they're pulling away from the pack. So the Vikings can double down on the Kirk Cousins thing and we can try to run things back. Um you know, maybe you luck out, but in a year, two years from here, and you're, you're, you're that much further behind everybody when it's time to reset. Cause they've already made their resets now. Um, so I think if we, you know, for us, if we can make some good decisions here and stay, stay, you know, with everyone else, then, then we're pacing. Then it's just, then it's just a bloodbath. I think from that point on, and it's going to, it would be fun because you got a bunch of franchises that are in a similar spot of younger quarterbacks and building teams and, coaches that are pretty much solidified and are battling. It's going to be a strong division. Um, but I, I think they have to get this off season, right. Um, and start making some good decisions forward to set themselves up. Otherwise we are going to, we're going to, this will be a different conversation in a year. We'll be really disappointed and the outlook will be really bleak. I think if they don't get on track with stuff. Yeah. I, I honestly like that the division's super competitive, right? Like the last yeah. few years, it, it's been mostly top heavy, but, I love when the NFC North has, you know, four teams that are basically all fighting for it too. So even though the path would be trickier because you're playing in a loaded division, I think that's good. It's good for competition. You can't take a team lightly either. Um, I would probably put them third right now. I need to see what the Bears' final plan is. But, man, the Bears are putting themselves for the second offseason in a row in a place where Vikings fans like also, again, like to kind of poke and laugh at them. Like, look, you have Justin Fields. You're not going nowhere. It's like, well, you finished with the same amount of wins as the Vikings last year. And, they have, again, like $80 million in cap space to spend this year, and they have the opportunity either to take a generational quarterback or get a bajillion more draft picks, which is what they've been doing the last few years. So, yeah, was, I, I think it's good. So was, did, you know, we had Ryan Poles in the building. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, that was – I'm not, I'm not shocked that Wolf said no to that plan, right? Like, to yeah. your point earlier, Beal, about – you know, they like stability. They have a good business model. They only want to make small tweaks here and there. And I think polls clearly presented them his Bears plan, which was, no, 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 we're gutting the whole thing. We're starting from fresh. It'll be a, a bruise to start, but that, that will heal out over time. So, yes, they, they went with a different route there. Big one for Kwesi, too. Big draft coming up for Kwesi and decisions that come up for Kwesi here uh, to see if he gets his next contract, which is also another big question mark. 
So yeah, a lot of questions. Yeah, but but you know, two years later, Beal to that point too. Two years later, I mean, the Bears, you know, cut it down. But both of us could come away with future quarterbacks in this draft, and we got to ride a thirteen and three, you know, fun season a couple of years ago. This year was riddled with injuries, but you could make a case that they that it wasn't a terrible idea to. I mean, because I was the one who. I mean, both of us, Beal and I, both when we hired everybody, we were just with you guys on reading the tea leaves of, oh, yeah, they're going to probably strip this thing down. The fact they ran it back that first year was kind of shocking, and you're trying to get, you know, your wits about you as to, like, what they're what they're up to. Um, but in the end, I mean, we ended up – we're going to hopefully end up getting potentially a similar path forward without having to gut things out, you know. So um, – and I would have gutted it from the start. But it's just in, – it's interesting that we're kind of – we're at a similar spot with them. I mean, they have the number one pick, so they can pick whoever they want at quarterback. But um, – there's an opportunity here for us and we got to capitalize on it. Absolutely. Uh, boys, before we wrap up here, Beal, any, any shout outs, any last takes you want to get off your chest here on Vikings vent line? Go ahead, man. Um, I don't really have any final last takes, man. I mean, my biggest thing is like, I, you know, I have to try to keep, keep um, just staying present with what they're doing. Cause it's just, it, it can get really discouraging when you're like, you're kind of like sold in, like, this is my team you really want to see an organization try to do the right things to be able to build up, you know, a roster that's going to contend. Cause it's, you know, it does get exhausting, but, but I love the Vikings. So, you know, I'll press on anyway, but I, I do, I do want to shout out my wife. Um, she does put up with uh, a lot of listening to my stuff and, <laughs> and she puts a lot of interest in it when she really probably doesn't have a ton of interest in it. And uh, I remember it was kind of a mini story as a part of that is uh, that comeback against the Colts, man. I looked like a preschool kid on candy because uh, <laughs> I was going crazy and she had to deal with that, uh, that excitement. So <laughs> heck yeah, man. I love it. Uh, Jared, how about you, man? Any last takes, any shout outs you'd love to give? Yeah. Just last comment on the Vikings is um, I, I think, you know, there's all the smoke screens and everything in this time of year, which is totally fine. I think the the angsty part of as a Vikings fan is not knowing if the team's going to make some of the, like, is it just a smoke screen and you're feeling confident that these guys are going to make the conventional, you know, smart moves forward, or are they going to double down and do something that just makes you pull your hair out? Um, and I think that's, what's kind of angsty right now is are they going to let Quasi roll and, and play the cards right and do that or not? Um yeah, I want to shout out my wife too, Sarah. Just grateful for now. My wife, she grew up; they're Packers fans. So, um, yeah. So you know, we there's a lot of grace and forgiveness in our home, so it's good. Um, but a real funny story. So my son Levi is 15, and uh, his kind of big first year watching the Vikings was the uh, Case Keenum year, where we go and the miracle happens. Mm-hmm. So where my first remembrance was the beautiful '98 season that ends in the playoffs with you know, complete dismay. We're watching the miracle game and the game's coming down to the end and I'm pacing the floor downstairs and he's Mr. Optimistic. He's never been a part of the failures. And I, and all I'm saying is son, get ready. Here's the big, you know, big failure moment. This is going to be terrible. And I'm preaching this as I'm walking back and forth and he's telling me it's going to work out. Then the miracle happens. And he's just like, see dad, I told you. And it was just this like out of body experience of like, I can't believe this happened, but I can't believe that this is what his first experience of Vikings football is, is seeing it actually like happen when none of us have ever experienced it happening before. And of course, then the next week the Eagles trounce us. And so he got a little taste of of Vikings football, but um, that night was, was just wild to see him experience that. And it was, it was crazy. Awesome, man. Now, no great stories. And, 
basically you were setting up your son of even with the miracle happening, like, don't worry, that stomp out moment that I was just telling you about that was supposed to happen the week prior, it's coming. It came, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Brutal. Uh, Well, boys, thank you so much for joining Ventline. Appreciate you guys. Great stuff. Uh, And again, if anyone wants to come on a future episode, hit me up. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. Uh, we do these every Sunday right here on the Purple Daily YouTube channel. So hit me up uh, if this is something you want to be a part of. For Beal, for Jared, I'm Declan. Hit that subscribe button for Daily Vikings Entertainment.